This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The Greg Kelly Show. Uh, breaking news. It's breaking fake news. It's real, but the fake news thinks it's uh, it's new. I knew he wasn't going to go. He's too smart, too smart. Donald Trump is skipping the Fox News debate next year. So the New York Times reports, uh, I think most astute observers of Donald Trump who have been listening and watching and, and know him know that he would not go to that dumb debate. He doesn't have to. Generally speaking, yeah, you go, you fight it out. However, when you are up an unprecedented 40 points against your nearest competitor, uh, you don't go. He's got a majority of the votes. He's got 57%. He's polling 57%. A major- with 15 people running for president, you know what a, an incredible accomplishment that is? So uh, why not go? Well, maximum risk, zero gain. What is it going to go from 57% to 67% to 60%? No, he can only come down. So you don't go. That's politics 101. I know maybe you think it looks bad. It would have been entertaining. It doesn't look bad, by the way. It looks smart. If he had gone, I would have been really worried. I would have been gone. I was like, oh, geez. Because he he has said it before. You know, the entertainment factor would be amazing, right? Can I have a poll? Who says I should go to the debate? <sighs> Who says I shouldn't go to the debate? Mm. Well, you know, I, you only want the entertainment. You know, we got to save this country and we can't mess around. We can't mess around. So we're not going to the debate. So those guys can punch each other out. It doesn't matter uh, who, who I, it's hard to remember who's running. DeSantis is still running. Poor guy. Yikes. He never saw this one coming. Vivek Ramaswamy is now uh, superseding him. And oh, by the way, although I like him and I've mentioned that uh, he's not presidential, he's not presidential by a long, by in a couple of decades, maybe. Um, you know, he's very good at taking down the fake news and taking down the left, but a lot of people are, a lot of people are good at that. Yeah. It's, that's, it's kind of easy to do also. It's not the big, it's not that, uh, it doesn't show me who you are, although he's very good at it. I like that. Um, you know, Tuck, I just, now Ben Shapiro can do it better. Tucker Carlson can do it better. Uh, lots of people can do it better. Uh, then again, he is, he is actually running for president, but he's never, you know, sorry, but his accomplishments, whatever they are. Um, well, they're not public enough. We don't know them. You know, Donald Trump, he built buildings. He built a brand. We knew who he was, successful businessman. We don't know who Vivek Ramaswamy is in terms of his business success. He tried to explain it once to me, and I couldn't understand it. I think he wanted it that way. It's not like I, I can't understand finance. I can't understand But he was kind of talking in circles and talking really fast. I, I think he wants to... Gloss over that, all right? It just, uh, no, he doesn't want to. Anyway, whatever. I like the guy. I like the guy. Right now, Fox News loves the guy. I wonder why. Uh, another memo from the boss. One of the bosses says, uh, pump up this guy. He's, uh, DeSantis didn't work. Now this guy. Maybe. That could be it. So, um, all right. Breaking news? Not really. You know what else is really great? Gosh, the American people. 
The American people are amazing. So smart. They can see through all of this nonsense. No sign whatsoever after this fourth indictment that he's uh, crashing down to earth politically. No. People understand. And sometimes, you know what I really hate? Those MOS guys who go out there. Often they go to Trump rallies and they try to make people look stupid or uninformed or whatever. Now, number one, they're not used to having a microphone in their face, right? And there are things that people understand that they may not necessarily be able to articulate or they're not in practice. I mean, because they're too busy creating things, doing things, uh, to sit around talking about politics and debating people on that silly, on some silly panel show on TV. Um, they're, they're, They're better than that. They're more important than that. They have real skill in something, unlike... These children that you see, like CNN, I see these five people, they're all 30 years old, and they're they're talking about our country and the presidency, like someone's running for the head of the student council. You know, Becky had a party the other night, and not many people came, but Lori had a party the other night, and um, John and Joe came, but Biff did not come. So I don't know if Lori really has the clout anymore. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, it's so bitchy and petty. And I mean, it's serious. It's just that. And why is it like that? Because that's what they can understand. They can understand that stuff. You know, talking about the <laughs> policy, talking about that's boring. And oh, by the way, it's hard. Um, they don't like to talk about that. I get that. And also, people don't necessarily vote uh, on policy alone. You could agree with somebody on every single thing in the book, but just know in your heart they can't be president. You know, with Trump, the policies are very direct and very, you know, we understand that. Secure border, lower taxes, uh, no crazy wars that we don't want to win. Let's see, no drag queens in the school, all right? (laughs) Uh, No transgender in the military. Yeah, no transgender in the military. That's not a radical position. You know, Barack Barack Obama actually was... uh, well, who was it? Uh, the don't ask, don't tell. That was in effect until Barack Obama. Barack Obama didn't even want gay marriage. And now saying no transgender in the military is somehow uh, radical. It's not. It's not. Hey, let's hear it for Rudy Giuliani. Hmm? You know, the fake news is piling on, thinking, you know, trying to write all these pieces. Oh, the fall from grace. Rudy Giuliani. The, 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 the fall. Uh, the rise and fall of Rudy Giuliani. It's the rise and rise of Rudy Giuliani. You know, it's uh, this, this will be his major contribution. He was fantastic as mayor, all right? Big time. Although if you look back, the fake news, the last year of his mayoralty, they were writing him off too. They actually were, (laughs) I I, I can't believe I'm just remembering this. A week before September 11th, the cover of the Daily News was the rise and fall of Rudy Giuliani, and they called it Rudy's Crumbling World. It was uh, Labor Day weekend, 2001. I don't know why. I just remembered that. I just remembered that. Maybe it's because I had to go out and I was with New York One, and I had to go out and talk to him about that. And I think that's the first time I ever met Curtis Sliwa. He was at the event. And so was Anthony Weiner, for that matter. Um, Both two guys who work right here now. And that was all the buzz. That was the buzz, right? Giuliani, he's lost it. He's going down. You know, he's limping out of office. Four months later, he would be Time Man of the Year. Time Magazine's Man of the Year, back when it meant something. Now, of course, horrible tragedy of 9-11. We saw what Rudy was truly made of. 
We saw what he had to deliver. And the same thing right now. You know, this is the, uh, what do they say? It's uh, always dark, the, the darkness before the dawn. It's always the darkest before the dawn. Something along those lines. And yeah, things could look kind of bleak right now, but actually they're already looking up. And um, Rudy's on top of it. His spirits are high. And this case against him is a, it's a scam. It's a crime. It's a crime in and of itself. And last night I was talking to this guy, uh, Colton Moore. Colton Moore, I think that's his name. He's a a state senator from Georgia. Guy was on fire. He says he's going to introduce articles of impeachment on this uh, Fannie Willis person. Uh, First of all, I don't think you should be the district attorney of anything if your name is Fannie. That's just what, 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 what is that? What is that short for? I, I, but it's not Francine. It's what Fannie, Fannie. Fanuela, is that a name? I've never heard of Fanny. I don't know. Is that a nickname? You shouldn't be called Fanny when you're on the ballot. And certainly not Fanny when you're indicting a president of the United States. All these crazy cases from Alvin Bragg to Jack Smith to Fanny Willis. You know, they had three years to do this, and they're doing it all within 12 weeks of each other. You think there's coordination? You think there's an eye on uh, screwing up the election, on taking away our choice? When does she want the trial? The day before Super Tuesday, the day before Georgia votes. That may have looked really cute, uh, really slick in whatever uh, uh, Democrat uh, Antifa basement you came up with this plan. But no, that's not going to work. And we all see it. We all see it. That's why they're really panicking. Like, uh uh-oh, we came after him with everything we got. Everything. We impeached the guy. We indicted the guy. We, we indicted the guy again. We indicted the guy again. We impeached the guy again. We had this special investigation and that special investigation, and he's still innocent. They're, they are panicking. And I I shudder to think what the hell they're going to try to come up with. What are they going to try to come up with? What 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 could be next? I, I, it actually makes me a little bit scared, scared and uncomfortable what they might think of. And and I, you know what? I do worry about his safety. I do worry about President Trump's safety. Don't you? Isn't it logical at this point? And the way they've whipped everybody up into a frenzy, that's what they do. The media whipped everybody. This is the, uh, you know, the ultimate uh, threat to democracy. Uh, Donald Trump, along with white people, right? White, white supremacy, the, 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 the threat to our way of life. White supremacy, white supremacy. Now, again, I hate white supremacy. It's awful. It's stupid. It's uh, demented. Uh, but you know what else I hate? Black supremacy. The idea that black people are uh, superior to white people. That's demented and wrong and disgusting. Uh, but it's catching on. It's, a, it, it's very, very fashionable right now. It's mostly fashionable among um, white, liberal, rich people. Uh, they, they sense which way the winds are going. They want to keep, keep what they got. The ultra, ultra, ultra rich, they don't care. All right? They're, they're off in their own world. They can do their own thing. Um, but the, the people who depend on, uh, on others for their status, for their relevance, that's the way things are going. And uh, they're on board. And the greatest example of this really is what happened in Montgomery. Uh, a, a, a stupid fight becomes a rallying uh, cry for black people. And what a beautiful moment this was. So beautiful. It was a moment of the New York Times, the Associated Press said this is a moment of solidarity and clarity for black people everywhere. And black people needed this win. 
The Associated Press calls this a win for black people. Totally forgetting and totally <laughs> insulting us with the idea that, you know, people who are the same race behave the same and just which I think is so un-American and so weird. Um, and overlooking <laughs> the violence, the horrible violence that was inflicted on innocent white people at that event, at, at that brawl. You could say, well, nobody was innocent. Everybody was. Uh, yeah, there were some innocent people there. I saw that innocent woman come down the ramp about five minutes after the boat captain got up and he was fine. And then there was a huge brawl. And it was basically about 10 people against two. At that point, 10 black people against two white people. Whatever. It's not the way I like to see the world. But since we're talking along these lines and this woman in a white dress comes down. Happens to have white skin, too. Sees this. Oh, my goodness gracious, a fight. I hate fights. So she comes down the ramp, tries to break it up. And I don't know if this person's a man or a woman. I think it might be a transgender. A black skin, blonde hair. Grabs her, body slams her, pulls her hair, punches her, and throws her in the water. Throws her in the water. (laughs) And they don't even want to arrest this guy. There's not even a, we'd like to talk to him for questioning. This is not the chair guy. This is not the chair guy. And all he's been charged with is disorderly conduct. Imagine if I grabbed a chair and hit somebody over the head with it. I would deserve to be charged with attempted murder. You could kill somebody that way. When you hit somebody over, the, or, or at the very least, cr- attempted criminally negligent homicide or ma- attempted manslaughter, what, what could result if I hit you over the head with a chair? I think he could break somebody's neck. I think he could break somebody's skull. I think he could break their back. And one guy, his name is Reggie Ray, did that twice. Now, the he did it to one guy. It's less egregious than when he did it to the woman. Why? Because the guy was one of the combatants, okay? He was, he, he was involved in the fight. But this woman was not involved in the fight, other than trying to break it up. The woman in the red dress who got kicked and beaten— this is not a beautiful moment. The folding chair should not become a civil rights icon. Wake up, be real, and be comfortable. It's okay to talk about these things. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. This is the Greg Kelly Show. Uh, All right, we are back with James Flippin, who tells me he's working a new shift here at the office. He has to come in very early in the morning. How early do you have to come in? 
Uh, I got here this morning at 345. <laughs> I thought you were going to say six. <laughs> Three, four. That's that's not more early morning. That's middle of the night. Yeah, well, the show, the 5 a.m. news hour, you know, you got to get ready for that. What time do you wake up? Did you I, wake up for that shift? I got up today at two fifteen. This is this is uh, inhumane. I don't think you think so. Can't you just make a couple of tapes the night before and and throw them in the machine? You know that wouldn't be the the spirit of seventy seven WABC, which is on the breaking edge, delivering content as it's needed by its listeners. Yeah, absolutely. But couldn't you've made some tapes the night before, and so you didn't have to get up so early? Yeah, you know. Maybe. I, no, I'm sorry, two fifteen. Uh, what what's it like uh, that early in the morning? What is what, what, sorry. it's very it's very quiet. You know, it's uh it's kind of. Hey, by the way, you're uh, here. Uh, well, actually, wait. So you got three forty five. How long is your day? What is that? Ten hours? Ten? Ten? Ten hours? Uh, ten hours? I, I, well, I mean, the other thing you have to understand is our amazing news director Noam Layden. He's used to doing it. He understands how to get ready the night before and stuff like that. For me, it's kind of un- unfamiliar territory. What do you so, mean get ready the night before? Like put your clothes out so you get right out the house or something? Not just that, but he, he's good about you know reading in and kind of like knowing what sound is available the night before and stuff like that. And maybe this coming week I'll be better at doing that. Um, no one will be back on, I think it's either Thursday or Friday. So. All right. Well, damn. Jeez. Uh, okay. Well, you seem fine. Yeah. You don't seem, uh, but well, it's an awesome opportunity too to do that five a.m. news hour because it's just a ton of time to get into a lot of different stories. I was doing international news. Oh, yeah. I was doing consumer stuff. I mean, come on. Well, can't you do that in the afternoon? I can, but it's <laughs> just okay. Listen, whatever works. All right, I don't want to do news a lot department. of local news in the afternoon. Um, what are you doing this weekend? So this weekend, uh, a college buddy of mine, he and his wife are coming up. They live in D.C. And we haven't seen them in a couple of years. So they're coming up and we're going to the Newark. All right, that's great. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. You but you, you, you're going to the Newark what? Art Museum. <laughs> I knew it was going to be bad. Why did you? I, I had the a feeling Newark was, Art Museum. First of all, it's news to me that you guys have an art museum. We do. No offense. But yeah, we have an art museum. What do you What do you have there? I haven't been there yet, so I don't know. I heard it's good. I have a, th- I have a feeling it's a bunch of stuff from community artists. You don't think it's going to be any of the classics? I have no Van Gogh in the... Maybe, maybe I could be wrong. Every you might day, be every, surprised. All right. I'll well, send you some pictures. That's I'm good. <laughs> no, I, no, no. That's all right. All right. Anything in the news that I need to know about? Yeah. Well, we have been reporting on this all morning that obviously the Trump press conference in New Jersey has been canceled. So we're not going to The one that. for Monday? That's the one for Monday. He was going to come out with his, um, you know, basically irrefutable evidence of voter fraud. And I believe they're going to, he says he's going to hold that for the trial or for the lawyer to put in a ruling or, right. a, I'm sorry, a, what do they call those? Brief, uh, a brief. Legal filings or formal legal filings, whatever. I mean, they're, they're going to put it in through the actual court case down in Georgia. Those, you know, that evidence will yeah. be submitted. You know, I'm actually okay with that because you don't want to just give it to the fake news. They'll 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 pull they'll they'll give it no legitimacy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They'll say this is wrong, this is that, this is wrong, this is that. So uh, yeah, let's uh, yeah put it in those filings. Anything else I should know? Uh, New York City, since we're getting closer to the start of the school year, they're having a vaccine push right now. You know what? The kids don't need the vaccine for well, crying out see, loud. I knew you were going to say the that. The kids don't need it. Hey, not that gr- vaccine. Have a great time at the <laughs> museum. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. 
Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. listening to the Greg Kelly show. All right, seriously for real, what the hell happened in Maui? What happened? I'm not buying the 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 power line thing. I just don't see it. I'm seeing too many videos that are crazy weird, trees that didn't burn down, yet houses right next door that did. It's not adding up. Um now, uh, having said that, and I don't know anything about uh, how to fight a fire. I the firefighters do this stuff and they're amazing, but the emergency management guy whose name is Herman Andaya, uh, they made him resign. Now, I don't know if it's his fault. I don't know. I don't know. So a reporter goes there, and look, people are mad. You know, how many people have died? Uh, more than 100. It's probably going to be like 1,000 in the end. And this guy, Herman Andaya, they're saying he's a little bit like, hmm, who remembers Brownie? You're doing a heck of a job, Brownie. Remember that guy? He actually got a raw deal, too, but they said he was not qualified to be the head of the Federal Emergency Management Administration. You actually don't have to be a first responder to head up one of those things. you got to be an administrator. So I don't know much about this guy's background, but what he says here kind of makes sense. So they did not sound the alarms, which is like, okay, why didn't you do that? I mean, actually, why didn't you do that? I mean, my phone goes off every time... uh, you know, some uh, some kid is um, in a child custody dispute with, the, you know, they, they know the kid is not kidnapped. The kid is with the mother or the father, but the, my phone goes off all the time. A yellow a yellow alert, they call it. It goes off for, a, a, you know, a, that. It doesn't go off for uh, a major fire. Listen to this guy describe it, though, okay? This is the uh, former head of Maui Emergency Management. He got fired. Cut. This is before he got fired, though. Cut 20. Do you regret not sounding the sirens? I do not. And the reason why... So many people said they could have been saved if they had time to escape. Had a siren gone off, they would have known that there was a crisis emerging. And as we know, so many bodies were found in the ground as the flames caught their heels. the The sirens, as I mentioned earlier, is used primarily for tsunamis, and that's the reason why many of them are found, almost all of them are found, on the coastline. The public is trained to seek higher ground in the event that the siren is sounded. Had we sounded the siren that night, we're afraid that people would have gone Malka. And if that was the case, then they would have gone into the fire. By the way, I should also note that there are no sirens Malka, or on the mountainside, where the fire was spreading down. So even if we sounded the siren, it would not have saved those people on the, on the mountainside, Mocha. According to the state's own government website, those sirens can be used for a variety of natural and human-caused events, including wildfires. All right, but what are they usually used for? That's what the guy was saying. Uh, they sound those alarms, and tsunamis, that's a real thing. Remember the one in 2004? Tsunamis happen. So uh, when you hit the sound, uh, people think a tsunami might be coming, and they're going to go to the higher ground. They call it Mauka. That means the mountain. I guess, in Hawaiian, and uh, that's what they would do. They hear the sound, uh, the siren. I mean, the sirens, they said, also are along the waterfront. Where are you going to go when a siren goes off? You're going to go inland. Well, that's where the fire was coming from, and that would be dangerous. I don't know. And then the media comes around uh, demanding demanding uh, 
accountability when they don't even know what the hell's going on. You know, they look at some website, suddenly that that guy is a, an expert in all this stuff. Some reporter with an attitude, some 25-year-old guy, we, what, what, what does he know? I don't know. I don't know. I just, you know what I don't like? I don't like what, what did Rush Limbaugh call it? The drive-by media. The drive-by media. Perfect example of all of that was the Montgomery stuff I was talking about a little while ago. Some of them, you know, they show up. I can't believe Fox News. Fox News actually sent a correspondent all the way there to look at half the video. It's a five-minute video. He only looked at two and a half minutes. Or he looked at five minutes and said, well, I can't talk about that. 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 I can only talk about that heroic boat captain in the fight with all the racists. Because that's what the New York Times said is the narrative here. Okay? Uh, white people bad. Bunch of rednecks. Black people heroes. And, oh, yes, there was that one chair-wielding man. But uh, we're not sure about what that was all about. That's the uh, that's the narrative. Fox News was invented to not go there, to not do that. Hey, are we ready with this thing? Oh, this is good. All right. So uh, Fox News just put out a promo for their big uh, debate next week. And somehow, I don't know. I mean, somehow they let the truth slip out here, right? This is Fox News promoting their own debate. Ooh, someone's going to get in trouble for this. Um, I, We had to bleep out the curse words. Fox News anchors are actually cursing in the... Uh, this is a spoof. All right. This is a spoof. They didn't, but it's good. Ready? Uh, go ahead. Even though president Trump is kicking everyone's ass in the primary polls, we're still trying to set him up with our bullshit Republican primary debate. I mean, maybe he'll show up and we're just hoping everyone takes shots at him so we can help Ron DeSantis because we're Fox news and we suck. And we don't really give a shit about our viewers opinion we only care about getting a big fat paycheck and about not getting fired like tucker carlson the first republican primary (laughs) (laughs) so much truth (laughs) Ah, wait wait wait. oh i got it off wait i gotta hear the there was a good line at the end all right take it from the top in three two one even though president trump is kicking everyone's ass in the primary polls we're still trying to set him up with our bullshit republican primary debate I mean, maybe he'll show up. And we're just hoping everyone takes shots at him so we can help Ron DeSantis. Because we're Fox News. And we suck. And we don't really give a shit. About our viewers' opinion. We only care about getting a big, fat paycheck. And about not getting fired like Tucker Carlson. The first Republican primary debate by Martha McCallum and Brett Bayer. Because we're Fox News and we suck. (laughs) So what they apparently did was... Uh, artificial intelligence. Now, this is a cool thing with artificial intelligence. They can listen to like 30 seconds of uh, Martha and Brett speaking normally and then have a total uh, catalog of the English language. They could write a script, bad words. You know, if they sound like that saying Washington, D.C., they would sound like this saying, you suck, <laughs> is that, without ever hearing them actually say that. And the voice you heard, it's perfect. It's perfect. And um, that is why they want him to come. So good for him. And I mean, good for uh, Trump for not going, for figuring this all out. Um, Fox News doesn't like him. Fox News doesn't like their viewers. Just like they said, they only care about their great big fat paycheck and not getting fired. They don't stand for anything. They don't stand for a damn thing. They're uh, they're all over the place. You know, Roger Ailes. Roger Ailes actually had directed that place. He directed that company. He uh, he gave it its ideological and uh, moral kind of uh, bearings. And without him, they're all just playing kowtow to the boss. 
you know, which is, uh, I guess, the Murdochs. And, you know, billionaires are great. Some of them are awesome. Great philanthropists, so generous and uh, so smart. You know, you got to be pretty damn smart to become a billionaire. And some of them give back, uh, like John Katsimatidis. It's amazing what he's done. And some of them just kind of, well, um, governed by whimsy. And I think it's whimsy. And it's jealousy. They don't like Trump. They, oh, they, they, they don't like, you know how they're always, quite, oh, he's not a real billionaire. He's not this. He's not that. Well, anyway, that was fun. That was very, very fun. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, well, who wants to tell me how to lose weight? Uh, Jeff, yeah, hi, hi. I will, uh, I'm all, all open because here's the deal. It's yeah. like it's here, it's here to stay. It feels like a dad bod, you know what I mean? And that's where well, you see, can't exercise like you used to when you were single without kids. You can, I can kind of modulate my, di- my, my eating, but I'm, I'm still, you know, big in the middle. So, Jeff, what do I do? Well, you have a different schedule. You have a different life schedule. You're constantly reading. Like, you get that study hunger, man. People don't do what you do, Greg. You, you're constantly reading, writing, because you have shows, you know? So you got to understand that. So me, I starve myself. You know, I fast 18 hours a day more. I eat from 12, from 2 o'clock in the afternoon until 5. And I eat under my calories. And whatever I eat, I eat, like, cannelli beans, chicken. Once in a while, I have Did you say jelly beans? beans? Cannelli beans. Oh, yeah, right. Cannelli beans. Oh. Beans, you know, you can't go wrong. All right, well, I mean, uh, uh, these are not, I mean, all right. I mean, these tips are not exactly, you just said starve yourself to lose weight. You starve yourself to lose weight. I mean, I can't, that's the thing. I can't do that. You're right. I'm doing all that stuff and I'm under pressure and I got this and I got that obligation. And what do you do? Uh, You eat to keep going under those circumstances, you know, or you, you eat out of nervousness sometimes. You eat out of stress I can't. I know stress will kill you. You got to get mad. Hey, Greg, I had a black roommate in college since I was. I had a black roommate. And he was the best guy I ever met in my life, and he was my hockey uh, defenseman as well. Hockey? What? He was my defenseman in hockey in boarding school. Oh. And I was boarding 15, school. What are you, a rich kid? Where'd you go to boarding school? <laughs> my parents wanted wanted a better life, you know. Yeah, I went to boarding school in Massachusetts, a uh, town called Winchester. Wow. That's a very my- strange thing. I can't understand that these parents that send their kids off to boarding school, sometimes when they're like nine years old, it's like off to college, you know, let us know when you graduate. You know, they come back when they're 18. I mean, they come back on holidays and stuff like that. Uh, how old were you when you went off to boarding school? I was 15. And, uh, you know, you learn a lot about life. You were you a, uh, were you like a, a juvenile delinquent a little bit? Did they have to send you there to straighten you out? I was spoiling, but we didn't have the money that spoiling had. So... Yeah, you know, I grew up in a golf environment, yada, yada. And, yeah, it was great. I learned how to play ice hockey. And I had a great coach, Jay Peacock, that taught us about disciplining yourself. Like I said, you got to starve yourself. And I also had a coach from Lutheran High School, Joe uh, Poivel, who said, suck it up, mother. So from wrestling and hockey, I apply those to life. Well, good for you. Good for you. you. Yeah, you have to, man. No matter what struggles you're dealing with, it's you. No. no one's just going to throw the rope. You got to do it yourself, man. You could do it. You know, it's funny. Um, I went into the. <laughs> I wrote. I actually wrote about this in my book. You join the Marine Corps. You learn all these techniques. You learn all this stuff, and it's really, really great. But when you leave the Marine Corps, you kind of go back to being your regular self. You know, these these habits for a lifetime. But you guys, these these you athletes, the jocks, you guys really do. Some of you, some of you become fat blobs too, like me. Right? I mean, that does happen. I, Not every. I, I mean, look at the NFL coaches. 
Look at these guys. I mean, look at Bill Parcells. Wasn't he a football player at one time? Isn't this all about fitness? Why do you look like that if, you, if you're around the physicality of it all and the training and the strength coach and the endurance coach and the nutritionist and this and that? Why? I mean, for him to look like that. Is a, it's all got to pass through your mouth and go into your body. So you got to watch whatever you put in there. And like people say, oh, I want to eat light. Not when you sit around the house watching TV. There's nothing called light. If you're going to eat asparagus raw, that's different. You know, I don't even really have a TV at home. I don't have a TV yeah. at home. We have various pads. We watch it on pads, which uh, I think I need a great big giant flat screen. There's something wrong with a household without a TV, especially with a guy you know, who works in media. All right. Thank you, Jeff. Good point. Suck it up and uh, and starve yourself. I mean, that would work. That would work. All right. Oh, wait. One other guy has... Uh, I don't want to get that. Um, I'll get to that in a little bit. In the meantime, in the meantime, uh, yeah, don't forget, we are living in a world... Ooh, I want to, I want to play you this first, actually. So when Joe Biden became vice president of the United States... In 2009, something very interesting to me, in my opinion, you tell me if I'm right, if you notice anything about this, okay? This is Joe Biden taking the vice presidential oath of office in 2009, all right? Brand new vice president taking the oath of office. Ready? Uh, Cut 19, please. That I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same. That I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same. That I take this obligation freely. That I take this obligation freely. Without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion. Without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion. And that I will well and faithfully discharge. And I will well and faithfully discharge. Stop! Did you notice something? There was a full second delay when they asked, will you well and faithfully discharge? Remember... This is a guy who is using a pseudonym as vice president of the United States when emailing his staff about Ukraine and including his son, Hunter, who he never talked about business with. I think he knew he was up to uh, he was scheming already well and faithfully discharge a man who uses a pseudonym on his email when conducting official business is not well and faithfully discharging the duties of president. And according to, well, just about everything we know about Joe Biden, he had been cashing in on his office, the senatorial office, with the help of his two brothers and son and sister and sister-in-laws and grandchildren and ex-wives of Hunter and girlfriends of Hunter. The whole damn thing was coming. They were working this thing for a long time. I want to hear it one more time. I just got to hear it one more time, all right? I just, I love it. I love it. There's that little bit of a, hmm? Duties of the office on which I am about to enter. The duties of the office upon which I'm about to enter. Without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion. And that I will well and faithfully discharge. And I will well and faithfully discharge. Busted! You are stone cold busted. And nobody in the whole world noticed that. Nobody knows about it except me and you guys. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. Great polls just out. 
leading by 40, 50, and even 60 points. Who expected that? I did. <laughs> Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina, all very strong, but also leading Biden very big. The sanctimonious is crashing. Perhaps the party should come together. People should drop out of the race. We unify and we beat Biden and the Democrats. They should be easy to beat because our country has never been in worse condition than it is right now. Thank you. What a great idea. Good for him. How <laughs> was that, huh? Who would have thought that would happen? I did. I did. And I am looking at this right now. This is another new one. Trump, 61%. DeSantis, 12%. Christie, 6%. Ramaswamy, 4%. Pence, 4%. Haley, 2%. Scott, Tim Scott, 1%. Perry Johnson, 1%. Uh, let's see here. Head to head. Trump versus DeSantis, it's Trump 65%, DeSantis 23%. That's a 42-point spread. Uh, And then Trump versus Ramaswamy, Trump 71%, Ramaswamy 15%. This is uh, this is pretty crazy. This is these are so you don't walk into a debate with a hostile network where they don't like you, where they're trying to do everything to set you up, make you fail. It's a futile attempt, but that's what they would try uh, to help uh, Ron DeSantis. And uh, however, he still does go on that network. I see he went on Fox Business Network, although he was on with the great Larry Kudlow. Let's listen to that for a moment, huh? Uh, you know, remember Larry? People don't, I think, appreciate this, but Larry Kudlow, Lawrence, uh, worked for uh, Trump. He was the head of, I think, the Council of Economic Advisors. Big job there. Cut two. We have a man that's grossly incompetent. We're going to end up in a world war the way. He's going to end up in World War III, which is going to be a nuclear war. Uh, he doesn't understand what MAGA means. If you asked him right now to define MAGA or to say what MAGA is, he would not be able to say, make America great again. He's always saying MAGA, those MAGA people. But if you would say, what does MAGA stand for? He wouldn't know. He wouldn't be able to tell you that. But you know, it's called Make America Great Again. And right now, again, is probably you have to use it because we don't have a great country. We have a country that's a laughingstock all over the world. We have a president who can't properly represent us. He goes to meetings in foreign countries and he makes a fool out of himself. He's a fool. Hmm. And I can just imagine President Xi, uh, all of these, these leaders that I've gotten to know so well, Macron, they're laughing at this whole situation. Nobody can believe it. I uh, Can any Democrat in the country dispute one word of that? Can anyone dispute any of that? And it's true. Actually, if you put Biden on the spot, he would just like he wouldn't say law and order in, in, in 2020, he would never utter the phrase law and order because the left hates that. The left is it's all about um, yeah, the, that's social justice and, and, and racial justice. You can't say law and order which for them is code for something bad. I think law and order, who could have a problem with that? Well, the left. So just like he doesn't want to say uh, law and order, he doesn't want to say make America great again. He wouldn't concede that. He would say something like MAGA stands for uh, insurrection or, well, extremists. Yeah, that's what he calls us, MAGA, MAGA extremists. And don't make any mistake. It's not just about Trump. It's about us, too. It's about the supporters. Can I hear one more here? Uh, this is uh, cut three, cut three, Trump on Cudlow. An electric car, but you're going to be able to buy every form of car that's made. You've got to have choice. Like in school, we want school choice. We want we want choice for buying 
cars mm -hmm. and washing machines mm -hmm. and dry, all of this stuff. I mean, the dishwashers, they were telling me, you have to run it five times because it hasn't got enough water. So what they do, on, 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 they end up using more water. I mean, the whole thing is crazy. This could be changed. You know, to a large extent, everything you and I talk about is common sense, right? Mm. Uh, and we have a lot of common sense. I love that. And uh, the problem is the they don't have common sense. They don't know what they're doing, and they're destroying our country. We'll turn it around fast. All right, good for him. I love it, don't you? It's uh, solid ground. As long as we can get past this, uh, these crazy indictments, I don't know how we will, but we will. Who's heard of Matt Friend, the comedian? It's actually very good. Um, he's a little bit nasty on the Trump impression, but it's a pretty good. It's nothing like Matt Scoop, though. Matt Scoop is the champ. Find him on social media. Follow him. Uh, and he's touring all over the place. I'll be right back. The Greg Kelly Show. Uh, it's Friday, and uh, a lot of people are already heading to the beach or totally checked out. And that's when it's safe for Joe Biden to have a press conference a Friday afternoon in the summer. Um, Going to try one. Very risky move, but he's doing it in a certain way to minimize his um, exposure. He's going to have two other people, world leaders, with him. He's going to have a South Korean guy and a Japanese guy. Um, so... That means the questions will be from the Japanese press, the Korean press, and the American press. There's going to be an interpreter, and that'll slow things down, give Joe more time to figure out what he's going to say, or somebody slip him a note so he can read it. And, um, yeah, that's it's not a real news conference. It's, a, um, it's an exercise in protecting Joe, and that's what it's all about, just making no mistakes, well, trying to make no mistakes, but making a million mistakes. Did you see that poor lady in Connecticut, lady, a police officer, who was charged at by that maniac with a gun? Uh, no, I'm sorry, he had a hammer, a hammer. And they said drop it and wouldn't drop it. I wonder, you know, you see all these people defying police officers, just, you know, blowing them off. Well, you've heard about policing. Um, if you've been reading the New York Times, it's all, it's all thoroughly racist and it's... Uh, it's a vestige of the slave patrol. Police, you know, they were invented to catch slaves. That's what the 1619 Project falsely uh, maintains, and that's actually being taught in schools right now. It's being taught in schools. And the demonization of uh, the white race is pretty much everywhere, and the celebration of black people pretty much everywhere. I think everybody's equal. There's good and bad in everybody, and there are some great people and bad people, and uh, they look like, I don't know, across the, uh, what is that thing? The, remember the United Colors of Benetton? Remember when that was considered edgy? Yeah, it's like that. Everybody's, uh, people are people, and you got to take people individually. Um, that horrible situation there in Montgomery, I mean, it was bad. You don't celebrate that. Um but apparently you do. Why? Because this is a moment of solidarity for black people. No, I think it's a, I don't, I could never imagine just cheering on people who just were in a big fight. Listen to this, cut 16. This is a cultural moment uh, and a significant cultural moment where we're all having a, a good time. 
It wasn't long before black onlookers came rushing to the co-captain's defense from seemingly everywhere, like he'd thrown up a bat signal to the ancestors, maybe Harriet Tubman herself. The Montgomery Brawl, the Alabama Dock Wallop, and the Alabama Sweet Tea Party. An anthem has been written about it, art is being made, and there are odes to the folding chair inventor, Nathaniel Alexander, who was a black man. Yeah, that folding chair. Wow, we really have to uh, put that in the museum, the folding chair which was used to crush the head of a white woman who didn't really do anything wrong. I, I saw her. She wasn't kicking the guy. She was trying to break up a fight. She was trying to break up a fight. They hit her in the head with that damn thing. And you can see how one-sided it is. And then that, I'm sorry, but this white person comes down. She happens to be a woman, comes down. She's 10 minutes after the violence started. This is when about 10 guys were beating up three guys. And uh, those guys, <laughs> the three guys happen to be white. And, uh, the 10 guys happen to be black. She comes down there. She sees, what does she see? I think she sees just a fight happening. She sees a fight and she wants to break it up. She wants to, she wants peace to prevail. It doesn't matter what color anybody is. She gets down there and well, they punch her, pull her hair, kick her and throw her in the river. The most degrading, demoralizing thing. Imagine just being thrown in the river and walk away. And then that guy punches the woman on, in the red dress, and that's all fine. And then you hear the media. This is a beautiful thing. This is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Now, why would it be construed that way? Well, because for a moment it looked like the, the white people were the aggressors and they were the evil ones, right? And anything white these days is bad. Cut 17. Here's a suspect, okay? He's a 21-year-old white man. This 21-year-old white male mass murderer. The suspect is believed to be 18 to 20, a white male. Police identified the alleged shooter as a 15-year-old white male. The suspect in custody is white. Police say a 28-year-old white male carrying two handguns crashed a stolen truck into a building. It's humanizing the shooter once again. Yeah, and well. can I point out that the shooter is a white man who is alive after they knew that he had killed eight people. Yeah, Gail King would have preferred the cops to shoot the guy. Just shoot the guy because he's alleged to have done something. Just shoot him because he's white. This is the kind of stuff people, mainstream people, are saying on television, writing in newspapers, tweeting, without anyone checking them, without anyone saying, excuse me, what kind of country is this? What are you talking about? Since when do we judge people by the skin color for a Good chunk, you know, in the in the 1800s. Okay, in the 1950s, 1960s, we went through a hell of a lot to be a better country than this. Wars, riots, and I'm not talking about January 6. I'm talking about Watts. All right, I'm talking about Chicago. I'm talking about Newark. I'm talking about 1967, and we passed major, major legislation. Well, legislation, 1964, 1965, Civil Rights Act. We are an entirely different country. They want us to think otherwise. They want us at each other's throats because it helps Democrats. Why the hell are we destroying this country to help a punk like Joe Biden? Why would we do that? Can anybody figure that one out? Are you guys still mad at uh, Andrew Cuomo? <laughs> I am because of the nursing home stuff. I have a great big um, feeling of Sympathy, because he was unfairly accused of being a predator. And uh, wait a second. Okay, no, here he is. I wish he'd come over to the other side. Here he is. He's just ripping on. 
He's just ripping on Trump. Um, that's from the podcast world. Joe Rogan is from the podcast world. You realize how many people listen to this guy? It's like 50 million people. Nobody's listened to one person like that since, uh, like, Walter Winchell. What was his name? Right? Walter Winchell. He was, like, the number one uh, influencer in American history. Walter Winchell, I think his name was. Nobody remembers now, but he was a big, 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 big deal. Like um, Bill O'Reilly and Tucker Carlson times 100. But uh, here we go. Joe Rogan, cut 15. I think, I mean, I'm an armchair uh, conspiracy theorist. But uh, if I had to guess, I would say that all this stuff that's coming out slowly but surely about Biden is on purpose. And they want they want to get rid of him. I think he wants to run again. And I don't think the Democrats think that he can win. I think they're right. And I think they're going to slowly but surely expose more of these uh, like very clear pieces of evidence of corruption. Yeah. yeah. The 20 million dollars is bananas the fact that this isn't all over the new york times and the washington post and mainstream news that they're not blaring it from the rooftops because you know they would be if it was trump yeah but it's they're not and i think joe rogan is um at one point i would have thought that that the democrats you know obama wants him gone and that would be there's other ways to take him out because if the corruption comes out if the the corruption has come out but if the New York Times embraces it, it damages the Democrat brand, and they don't want that. So it's always going to be on the periphery. That's an interesting notion. Uh, I think it's a bit more even layered than that. I wouldn't even call that a—it's uh, interesting. You know, all this stuff is coming from the Republicans. The, the Democrats aren't doing it. This is all Jim Comer, James Comer, the chair of the House Oversight Committee, who they, they make fun of. Why? Because he's from Kentucky. Because he's from Kentucky. And there's still a lot of weird class resentment in this country and uh, demonization of of Southerners. Not demonization, but just uh, mocking, mocking of Southerners. I love people from the South. You know, I used to live in the South. I lived in Mississippi. I lived in uh, North Carolina. I lived in the panhandle of Florida. And um, what I really, my big takeaway from that experience was America is not as diverse culturally as you might think. You know, it's not that different. It really isn't. It's not that different from New York. People are people. Have say, The big difference that I noticed was people in New York, especially if you're in your 20s, they go out every single night. In uh, Mississippi, went out on on Saturday night. That was the big night out. <laughs> Just uh, And then it's the middle. It's like, how does that 10% vote in the middle? And that makes a red state a blue state or a blue state a red state. Do you know what I mean? Alan, uh, where are you? Hey, I'm right here. How you doing, Greg? What do you mean by that? Where's right there? Oh, I'm, I'm driving on Long Island in, in Nassau County, and I heard uh, you speaking. My wife and I are listening to you at the moment. Thank you very much. What's going on? What's going on is I've heard you talking about wanting to get in shape for a very long time, maybe even 18 months or so. And I've heard you getting a lot of bad advice. Uh, for example, your last caller. That was not useful advice. So I'm going to tell you something. The guy who told me to starve, right? What's that? Yeah, the guy that told you to stop. Not that there's anything wrong with fasting. Another time you stop drinking soda. It's not one thing. I don't drink soda. I don't want you to drink soda. I don't have a problem with fasting. Well, what do I do? Help me, help me, help me, please. Oh, here you go, Greg. It's mental. You're a tough guy. You wrote a book. Your job, dealing with the political atrocities. You did it all while having a baby. You're a tough guy. Use that tough mentality. Stop wasting words. Change 
you've got to work out a little bit every day. Start out by doing small steps. This is about as helpful as that guy who told me to starve. All right. I'm a tough guy to a point. Why do I have to be tough? I want to be, uh, I just want to, you know, I want to have a good time. I want to be uh, comfortable. I want to be comfortable. But I know you got to get out of your comfort zone and stuff like that. All right. You're you're trying to be my drill sergeant. I get it. I do have to kind of just kind of bite the bullet and do it. And uh, if you guys are getting sick of me talking about it, I get that too. You know, enough already. Just do it, right? Isn't that what they say? The sneaker company, just do it, right, Alan? Are you some sort of coach or something? No. You, what you need to do is put aside 20 minutes a day, and you and, oh, you don't need to lose a lot of weight. What, 15, 18 pounds? No, I want to do more it. than that. I want to do more than that. I don't want to just lose weight. I want to, like, enter tournaments and stuff like that. I, I'm, 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 a, I'm a ham. I want to be I want to be one of those, uh, you know, muscle men. 70, Craig, I'm 71 years old, 155, and competing against 20, 20-year-olds 20 at least once a month. Listen to me. You need to start. Get a pull-up and a push-up set up in your office. All right, all right. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll I'll do it. Let me talk to your wife for a second. Hi, right, say hello. I'm right here. Hi, Greg. Is he for real with this? Uh, he's oh, 71. He's, he's competing against 20-somethings? He is, and he never loses either. What do you mean? How do you compete with him? You you enter tournaments, or do you uh, just like uh, in the gym, like challenges? Yeah, challenges. All right, Alan. <laughs> Alan and your wife, I appreciate it very much. I appreciate it all, except for the profanity. No, and it wasn't that gross or anything like that. It wasn't like, yeah. All right, Alan, I got to go, and uh, I'll be right back. Thank you. Greg Kelly. Is the Greg Kelly Show. So we got that cop when she was rushed by this maniac with the uh, hammer. Uh, what kind of world is this? I, you, they just blow off police. They have been totally delegitimized. No authority anymore. And where could this guy have gotten the idea that it was a good idea to charge a cop with a hammer? Huh? Um, maybe by turning on television. All right. And I'm not talking about the, uh, you know, Antifa TV. I'm talking about channel two, four, seven, nine. 11 regular TV. That's where that message. That's where this message is coming from. A cop black lives matter. Cops suck. Right. And it results in something like this. Go ahead. Can you put that down, please? Put down the hammer. What? Can you put that down, please? No. Call your up. Come up. Stop. All right. Well, the detective got a few shots in him. He survived. He's going to be fine. He's in jail, hopefully for the rest of his life. Uh, By the way, the looks of it, he might be out by Monday. Uh, That detective there, this is in Connecticut, female officer, uh, praise for her. Um, heroism and you know getting out of that situation she shot the guy took out her gun it doesn't look like he was hitting any any uh you know like his arteries or his organs or anything like that maybe hit him in the side of his leg but she he was being she was being attacked by a crazy man with a hammer and where do they get the idea that that's okay criminals where that they can just walk up to cops 
this would not have happened four years ago. Once was a time you see a cop, okay, don't mess with the cop, right? See, arrest me! They go right, arrest me! No, no, that's not good. What a thankless job policing has become. Um, so that is a disturbing thing to to watch and listen to. It might even be worse to listen to the screams, right? Poor, poor woman. Um, is Rudy on the Comrex or is he uh, remote? All right, we want to talk to Rudy as soon as we can because, well, I want an update. When's he turning himself in? How's it going to go down? Um, it was breaking news. Every little thing he does legally now is breaking news. The fake news freaks out. Uh, he told us yesterday that he was going to try to remove this thing to federal court. His comments on this radio station made news. The uh, uh, the Wall Street Journal, the uh, the cable networks, they all put it down. Every little thing he does, they report. Just like you know Trump too. Um, but uh, Rudy's been a bit more vocal about the legal strategy over the past day or so. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Donald Trump will not be providing any information about election interference or fraud on Monday, like he said. He put out another announcement, said, my lawyers would like to put this in a filing instead, so no report on Monday. I think that's fine. He's also skipping the debate. I think that's that's great. Don't you? Uh, There's no reason in the world for him to mix it up with Chris Christie. Chris Christie, or uh, and they will they will take advantage. They'll play games with this microphone. They'll turn off the mic. They'll do their fake fact checking in the middle of it. Um, remember, hey, can we hear that? You want to hear that one more time? The Fox News debate promo. All right, uh, you know enough of this place letting people down. They don't believe in anything except what they say right here. All right, this is a fake promo, but it's beautiful, featuring Martha McCallum and Brett Baer, the artificial intelligence versions. Go ahead. Even though President Trump is kicking everyone's ass in the primary polls. We're still trying to set him up with our bullshit Republican primary debate. I mean, maybe he'll show up. And we're just hoping everyone takes shots at him so we can help Ron DeSantis. Because we're Fox News. And we suck. And we don't really give a shit. About our viewers' opinion. We only care about getting a big, fat paycheck. And about not getting fired like Tucker Carlson. The first Republican primary debate by Martha McCallum and Brett Bayer. Because we're Fox News and we suck. <laughs> All right. And you know what uh, Donald Trump is going to be doing during the Fox News debate? It looks like he's going to sit down with Tucker Carlson. Yeah, the guy who got fired, the guy who's bigger than ever. He did not need Fox News. Uh, Tucker. Tucker could wind up in this race somehow. I don't know exactly how, but I think I think that's the end. I think he wants in on politics. He wants in on this uh not 2024, but 2028. Something, something uh, this summer. Tucker, big. I'll be, I'll be right back. You're listening to the Greg Kelly Show. America's mayor is there. Mayor Giuliani, welcome back. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Greg? I'm all right. Listen, I want to know everything. What's the latest? What are you doing? What's going on? What's the latest? Well, I mean, the latest about the case in in, uh, in Georgia is we'll probably go uh, next week, uh, get photographed and fingerprinted, and uh, probably sometime next week I'll file a removal petition. I have 30 days to do that because there's no question now that I've done the research that the case 
can, can and should be removed to federal court. The law in the Fifth Circuit is very, very, uh, very generous about removal, more so than a lot of other places. So I think there's a very good chance that the entire case will be removed, not just uh, Mark Meadows. He, may, he filed the petition first. Um, so that will make a major change. It'll be in the federal court rather than in the state court. And um, don't know if Fannie Willis will follow the case or not. Uh, it doesn't seem to me she was ever going to try it herself anyway. Well, she's capable of that. I know. Look, you weren't president of the United States, unfortunately. So you're going to get fingerprinted and uh, the picture taken. Are they going to really do that with President Trump? It doesn't seem. Oh, I can't imagine they're going to do that. First of all, they shouldn't even allow him to go in that jail. That jail is a, under federal monitorship, uh, which gives you an idea of what kind of what kind of jurisdiction. I mean, this is a crooked city and a crooked county, thoroughly. <laughs> There's much honest about it. Does anything and, about this case worry you? No, it really doesn't. I, I do not believe this case will survive. It can't possibly survive. It's a total violation. First of all, it's a violation of the supremacy clause. Uh, second, it's a violation of the First Amendment. And third, in my case, it's a violation of the Sixth Amendment right to counsel. There isn't a single thing they alleged I did, even the false things they allege that I d didn't do as an attorney representing him. Okay. I mean, they, 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 they allege false things that I did as well as things that are true. He put them all together. They all were in pursuance of my role as an, as his lawyer. And yeah. my, my job is to give him the benefit of the doubt. Sure. Can I ask you this though? This is what worries me because they have whipped so much of the country into a frenzy about January 6th. They've made it essentially forbidden uh, to talk about the election in mainstream media. They always, oh, no, 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 there's no evidence, no evidence. Uh, the January 6th thing, like, so some of these judges are very receptive to that, and they think that, well, we have proof that they're making extrajudicial decisions because of January 6th, because they bought into it or they want to buy into yeah, it, or, you know, uh, that, that, that was... Certainly, a that's true in D.C., 100%, and it's probably less true throughout the rest of the United States, but also... There are, there are people that have a completely biased or distorted view. And, uh, the, I mean, the fact is to say that there, there, there was no evidence and no basis for arguing fraud in the election is ridiculous. There are reports written by uh, uh, the officials in Georgia raising the problems, right? So, of course, uh, the president and his lawyers are going to take advantage of that. We're not saying anything that 20, 30 senators didn't put in a report uh, that uh, that the person that uh, Rassenberg hired to do his own investigation didn't say. And everything we we said is based on evidence from somebody. I know you're right on the merits. I know it. I'm just worried about these judges. You say there are fewer of them in uh, in uh, Fulton County and Georgia and the rest of the country. But. A lot of the culture, a good chunk of the culture has bought into this stuff that, you know, MAGA, Judge Ludig said, <laughs> MAGA supporters, me, but that then, I'm but, a clear and present danger to American democracy. You know, but then when he was asked at the uh, committee whether he thought it was illegal for Professor Eastman to have that view, even though he thinks it's wrong, he wouldn't answer. I noticed that, actually. Yeah, because it, 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 the fact is 
that Judge Ludig has his view of the Constitution. He's a, he's a brilliant man. So is uh, Professor Eastman. He's a brilliant man. He's the author of constitutional law textbook. He has a he has a arguable, uh, not necessarily the correct view. We don't know what the correct view is. The Supreme Court hasn't decided this question. Right. People and brilliant people can disagree on what a law means. Five to four decisions. We see them all the time out of the Supreme Court. The biggest brainiacs in the country think 180 from each other. Total opposites. I'll give you an example. In Wisconsin, three of the seven judges on the highest court believed that uh, the election should be overturned in Wisconsin. So are you telling me we're irrational? And three of the judges agreed with it? Are they any, any, are they any more uh, rational or irrational than the four who came out the other way? Oh, man, I love it. I love that you're in this fight now. You're going to be able to make these points. You're going to be able and nobody knows this stuff like you do. No, nobody. Nobody knows the, the fraud like I do. Um, well, look, what are you doing with yourself when you're not, you know, fighting for your freedom? Fighting <laughs> for, like, how, do you, how do you unwind these days? What do you do well, for recreation? I, what do I do for recreation? I uh, take. I used to play golf. I got to get my knee fixed so that I can do that more often. I used to do it a lot, um, but uh, my knee is. Uh, I had an injury on one. The other one is now bad and it has to be fixed. Uh, I go for walks. I do some exercising. Uh, I spend time with friends, and then I'm very busy on both the cases, and that I have. The show coming up right now. Then I have one at eight o'clock tonight on uh, on all of the social media. That's getting like we've got a million people as a result of this. Uh, Trump is go- going up in the polls. I, I went from five hundred thousand to a million people on my uh, on my uh, uh, simulcast my, my uh, podcast. How do people find that? By the way, is it con- just just go on uh, go on Twitter. At 8 o'clock tonight, and you'll see me there. Go on and put down Rudy Giuliani. Go on uh, YouTube. Go on uh, Getter. Go on Rumble. Go on Facebook. All right, so it's all over the Internet. Yeah, you can't miss me. <laughs> uh, I got to ask you one more thing. If uh, you know Roger Stone, uh, who's a bit of a character, let's face it. You know what I mean? But, yeah. but, but you're yeah. allowed to be a character. I like the guy. Of course you're allowed to be a character. I mean, this, is Amer- this used to be America. Right, right. right. I, I was going to say it's America. It used to be America. So MSNBC is acting like they have discovered the crime of the century where he is dictating a memo talking about uh, contesting elections under the law and that the state legislatures have a lot more power than some of the state legislators actually understand. 100% right. He's 100% right. So how is that? I mean, That's can- not even arguable. The, the, it's the- not. There, uh, I just, I was, I'm writing the removal petition. So, I mean, there, there are any number of scholars that make the point that Article 2 of the Constitution gives uh, the jurisdiction over presidential election to the state legislature, whereas jurisdiction over congressional elections is the state legislature, but Congress has a veto power. They didn't give Congress a veto power with regard to the presidential election. And, not, and they did it on purpose. So there's a very good argument uh, <laughs> agreed with by uh, probably a, more than a majority of the professors who have written about this, that the state legislature has plenary power to make decisions about it. Yeah. That's the place of last resort uh, on, until you get to the electoral college and they vote. All right. 
All right. No, it makes total sense. It's uh, it's good. Hey, listen, I know they're trying to take your law license, which is an abomination of, of a move. Of course it is an abomination. It's really disgusting. It's completely, uh, it's the same thing as these bar associations that oppose very well-qualified conservative judges. Where do things stand right now in that fight? Because well, D.C. I, and New York, right? They, they both want to, want to have hearings. Uh, I don't know exactly when they're scheduled for. Uh so we have to go through a hearing, uh, at least in one of them, probably in both of them. Man. And it would be one hearing, and then they're going to vote? Well, then the, the, then the person who decides that hearing recommends it to the committee, and then the committee decides. And they vote, and then I get a chance to take it to court. Is there anything we—oh, good. You get a chance. There's an, a, there's, a, there's an extra layer there, right? Yes, in both cases, in D.C. and in New York. All right. Now, listen, other than sitting around and waiting for the election, what do you recommend regular people do? What can we do in the time being? If we want to help in any way, shape or form, you, Trump, uh, you know, what what are the things we should do? Expressing your opinion. I mean, obviously, get involved in the election. This is too important an election not to be involved in. This is not an election you want to complain about after. Uh, we, we, We might not have a country that we recognize after. So you got to get involved. But if you want to get involved in, in, in these things, I mean, you can, you can write letters. Uh, there are committees that have been formed to help the people that are like the, uh, the J6 people, uh, the, uh, the people that have been charged with Trump. You can join those. You can get them on my – if you go to RudyGiulianiCS.com, you can get that information. All right. Well, I love it. I love it. Mr. Mayor, we support you. Keep it up. We'll Give them hell. We'll be back in a little while, and you have a great show tonight. You're, you're doing, you're doing fabulous. Thank you, sir. It's a yep. privilege. You know, I love it. I love it. All right. Thank you. Right. We'll be Thank right you. back. Thank you. Greg Kelly. Is the Greg Kelly Show? You're wasting time on Instagram, like me. Instagram, it is uh, amazing. It's addictive. Stuff that you don't even care about or have any interest in, you find yourself watching because it's presented in such a cool fashion. I'm not really a car guy. I don't really care much about cars. It's never really, you know, to, to me, it's point A to point B, and on weekends, point C, and it's just not a big deal. But I find myself uh, just drooling over these uh, car videos and Bentleys and. Rolls Royce, and even like they make, they make a Honda. They soup it up, uh, really cool Range Rovers, and then they have this other thing, man caves. People compete and show off like the best man cave, you know, like where they have the cooler and the special room and the great big TV and other little knickknacks. Uh, but the man cave concept is actually kind of lame when you think about it. You know the comedian Sebastian Maniscalco? Sebastian Maniscalco, how does he talk? He kind of talks like Kramer a little bit from from Seinfeld. But he has this thing, you know, oh, you have your man cave? Oh, that's really nice with your little cooler and your little TV. Yeah, your man cave? Just for dad, right? Yeah. You know, my father had a man cave too. Yeah, yeah. You know what we called it? You know what he called it? The house. The house, as in the father ran the house. He didn't have a little room off to the side that was just his. You know, he the living room, right? It was all his. The house revolved around him. Dads sometimes they, I don't want to say they've been marginalized, but they've been uh, reduced 
in their status in some households. The whole thing with the man cave, yeah, you need the whole damned house. I mean, you share it with the the wife and the kids, but you are the focal point, right? Fair enough. Okay, it's Friday, and in honor of Rush Limbaugh, we go to Ellie in Mineola. Hello. Hi, Greg. Uh, real quick, couple of things. I'm just going to throw something out there. This is not why I called. Directed energy weapons. Yeah, I know all about Everybody, that. I'm huh? not ruling anything out with as far as Maui goes, but yeah, I know. Uh, keep going, though. Okay. Okay, so the reason I called was I was just recently speaking with a gentleman. His name is Gary McBride, and he's from M5 News. Uh, Gary's an expert video analyst, and he's watched and studied over 10,000 hours of the video footage from January 6th. His attention to detail is, like, unparalleled. Um, He has a very unique talent of noticing minute detail. What is M5 News? I've never heard of it. It's a small uh, video, you know, company that he had started. Um, he started actually January of 21 when he was watching all the videos. Okay, and what, did, what did he find out? What's the what's the thing? Okay, well, he has analyzed many, many, many I videos. I don't care about the past. What does he know about right now? Give it to me. All right. The, there are hand signals all over the place from from the, the, the cops who were standing in, in, the, in front of that doorway where Ashley Babbitt was, like you always wondered why they just kind of three of them just walked off. He has video footage that he's going to actually be putting together in a real good video. All right, let me know um, when he does it. I'm looking. F- I'm, I look forward to it. All right. It sounds like he's intending to do something, but uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't, does, does this does this help us, Ellie? Not yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, nah, it doesn't sound like he's uh, put connected the dots yet. When's he going to do that? Okay. Uh, he said very soon. Okay, he very soon. Other videos. All right, I'm, I want to see him. How do I see him? Um, if you go to m5newsgate.com. What a weird website, m5newsgate.com. Sounds a little sketchy. He's No, no, no. He's uh, he's up, you know, really. I Believe me, I checked him out. All right, I'll <laughs> take a look at it, Ellie. I look, m5newsgate.com, m5newsgate.com. Ellie, thank you. Uh, let's try Tina. Yes. Tina, are you there? Yes, I'm here, Greg. You're on the radio. Okay, two things. Um, that detective up in Connecticut did the absolute right thing. Um, and I speak from experience because I'm retired from NYPD. In fact, I was there when your father was commissioner. You were a cop? So, yes, I was. Wow. Um, and we were taught in the police academy that you're there to uh, enforce the law. You're not there to take a beating. So I think she did what was right. Yeah, good for her. She sure did. What a brave, tough cop. Tina, thank you. And wow, that's very impressive. 20 years? Were you 20 years? Yes, I was. Okay, excellent, excellent. What? Anything else? Um, I just wanted to mention to you about your your diet. Oh, sorry. I, you know what? I'm starting to feel self conscious now. Everyone's calling about me. I don't know. I, uh, well, all right, real quick. What do I do? It's real simple. Load up on protein, chicken, beef, fish if you like that. Yeah. Um, you got to eat fruits and vegetables, but don't eat the potatoes. I the eat rice, bananas the all the time. I eat banana. I love bananas. I love okay, bananas so much. Okay. All right, Tina, thank you very much. Uh, very, very much. And uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I probably talk about the weight situation too much. It is on my mind a lot. Um, 
Yeah, that cop was uh, was amazing. She did the right thing, and uh, uh, well, the only uh, the guy is alive, so don't you know the guy? The guy survived and uh, injuries, whatever. But I think he's we've seen him in court. Walter in New Jersey. My theory is Biden is faking it so he doesn't get indicted when he leaves office. Nah, I don't think so, Walter. That's not true. Uh, he's as dumb and corrupt as it looks. As very very dumb. There's no way you can fake that. And uh, no, 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 no. And I wouldn't be opposed to uh, Trump giving him a pardon. Oh, by the way, I don't want to see a president locked up. I know they did it to our our guy. I don't think it's right to do it. Uh, president's a president. I, I'm okay with the pardon, to be honest. I know, I know. I may change my mind on that. I haven't really. Shell in Bergen County. Yes, sir. Yeah, Greg, uh, you were talking about the warning signals or the sirens in Hawaii. Yeah. It's another Another example of not relying on the government. You're better off taking care of yourself, buying that food that you're promoting now. Yeah. I'll give you a good example. 9-11. Uh, this is a test of the emergency broadcasting system. In the case of a real emergency, you'll be told whatever. Did that ever come on? Hurricane Floyd. You know, everything in our... Never, ever. Yeah, what about the, emer- the emergency broadcasting system? You're right. Please stand by. They they couldn't. They, the radio, TV. Yeah, I know. But the thing with the sirens is a slightly different thing. The sirens on the beach, and I'm I'm open minded on that. Look, there'll be an investigation, although it'll probably be politicized and screwed up. So anyway, thank you. Um. Oh, Barbara. Hi. Hi, Greg. I'm hearing from too many of my friends and fellow patriots that they're becoming discouraged and disheartened. And I have a Patriot's Prayer that's about a minute. Could I read that? Go for it. Okay. I am one American. I strive to be an American patriot. Sometimes, Lord, I feel alone and discouraged. Sometimes the work of defending my country is too hard, and I am not adequate to the task. I pray that you, Lord, who inspired America's founding fathers, who strengthen our soldiers, sons and daughters, who bless this country to the good of its citizens and the world, would open my eyes to the light of your truth, that you ask nothing of me without giving me the way, that you put nothing before me without giving me the strength, that I need only open my heart to your love and your will. In God, America trusts, and on you, Lord, I can rely. I am strong enough. You have made me so. I am wise enough. You have made me so. If you are with me, who can prevail against me? I will stand as the American patriot you guide me to be. We love it. We love it. We love it. Who wrote that? I wrote it. (laughs) Damn. You could have said John Adams, and I would have believed it. Uh, no, I wrote it for I wrote it a few years ago for a friend who was such an amazing patriot, did so many wonderful things. She took on one big project and she was having so much trouble and people were giving her such a hard time. She became very disheartened. And knowing her, I wrote this poem in Sit Down and in like one pass, I wrote the prayer. I love it. I love it. Well, you're so amazing. And uh an inspiration, and what a beautiful, beautiful prayer. Thank you, Barbara. And thanks, everybody else. Sorry we couldn't get to all the calls. Uh, more later. I'm actually off tonight, but I think Todd Starnes is filling in. And stand by for Rudy Giuliani.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.